starts out in a letter by a guy named Luke. And in chapter 1, verse 1 of this letter, he writes this. Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things that you have been taught. See, in the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. Now, while he was serving as priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense, and there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them. And they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple. And he kept making signs to them, and he remained mute. And when the time of his service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. And in the sixth month, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. 
And the angel departed from her. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste until the hill country to a town of, in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greetings of Mary, uh, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is His name. And His mercy is for those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with His arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich, He has sent away empty. He has helped His servant Israel in remembrance of His mercy as He spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to His offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth and she bore a son and her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they would have called him Zechariah after his father, but his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, well, none of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and he wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea, and all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with them. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. He spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old and that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us and to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and in righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High for you will go before the Lord to prepare His ways, to give knowledge of salvation to His people and the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sun shall rise or shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in the spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to, to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee to the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because well, he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. 
she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in the manger because well, there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great and the angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven... The shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste. And they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made it known. They made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, Mary treasured it, treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. At the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it's written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. They, to offer sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. Quote, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. His father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary's mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher, and she was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping and fasting and with fasting and prayer night and day, and coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and speak of Him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. So I know that I tend to see the world a little bit differently than a lot of folks. I tend to get excited about and just kind of geared up and mesmerized by things that most people don't pay attention to. Maybe, maybe you're like me, probably not though. I think though, I think though that the story of Jesus' birth is a lot like one of those things. 
What really fascinates me about the, the birth narrative of Jesus is that it's kind of this simultaneous mix of the most amazing once in the history of mankind kind of moments, but also mixed with these normal, seemingly meaningless, easily overlooked kind of everyday things. There's, there's both in there. I mean, you got these two amazing conception announcements for unassuming women, right? You got Baron Elizabeth, lived her whole life begging God for a child and it's just never come. You've got a teenage girl waiting expectantly for her wedding day. Neither one of them see this coming. These are big deal announcements. You've got folks going deaf and mute for three months. Like, that makes the news. You've got an explosion of angelic worship on a hillside to a bunch of shepherds outside of Bethlehem. The sky explodes with God's glory. You've got old men and women who are waiting until they can finally see the Messiah before God will take them home. Going, today's the day. It's finally here. The most notable thing, the, the biggest deal thing in the story is that God put on flesh and dwelt among us. Like, the infinite, unchanging God somehow added humanity to himself. How does that even work? But he did it. There's these gigantic crescendo moments in the story of Jesus' birth, but there's also these overlooked things, most notably waiting and anticipation. You, you may not be aware of this, but there's like nine-ish months between Gabriel showing up to a teenage girl and saying, God has picked you for a special reason. And a silent night in a stable outside of an inn in Bethlehem. Like what's going on in that nine months? How many things are thought through and overthought through? How many preparations are done and overdone? Like, like every first time mom kind of just drives herself crazy getting ready for the moment, right? What if you got the potential of the Lord himself coming down the pipe? See, while I really love all the big crescendo moments in the Christmas story, I'm most impressed with the gap. I'm most impressed with the gap. See, all month long during this Advent season, we've been constantly beating the threefold drum of slow down, embrace the angst, and press in deeply. Because I think that's exactly what Mary did. She was kind of forced to. There was nothing else to do. She spends the first three months of her pregnancy up at Elizabeth's house helping her get ready. And then she's getting close to her own due date. All of a sudden there's a census that they got to deal with. And so they load up and make the, the week-long trek to Bethlehem. And then when they finally do get to Bethlehem, well, it's go time and they can't find a room for the night. So they're stuck and camping outside and giving birth in a stable. Like, I can't help but think to myself that I would drive... I'd be going absolutely bonkers if those were the circumstances I was under. Right? But I'm sure you're better than I am, right? 
So listen, our aim tonight is very, 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 very simple. Very simple. We want you to slow down. We put something right in the middle of your Christmas Eve on purpose. You could be going off to this party, to that party, to, to whatever. Some of you have traditions that you keep every single year. We put something smack dab in the middle of Christmas Eve on purpose. Slow down. We want you to embrace the angst. Things don't have to be perfect tonight and tomorrow. They just don't. God has promised that all of our hopes and dreams will one day be filled, but at a later date. And so if you try to force December 25th, 2018 to be that day, it's going to go bad. Let there be a little angst. Not everything has to be fulfilled. And then finally, we want you to press in deeply. Use these days, these couple of days that God has given us in the calendar, these special days that we have, full of all these extra things, to chase after something that moth and rust can't destroy and where thieves could never break in and steal. Press in deeply. So what does that have to do with lighting candles on Christmas Eve? Nothing. Nothing. I don't have some cute little gimmick to turn the theme on its head or get us from point A to point B. It's just kind of a cool little thing that we get to do on Christmas Eve sometimes. But I can tell you how we're going to do it. We're going to get in a long, slow line painfully slow and we're going to awkwardly and angstily circle this room stand there waiting for our turn to do something and we are going to sing to our heart's content silent night as an act of worship to the God who saw fit to come himself slow down embrace the angst press in deeply and this will be how we close our night it's going to get really dark in here you got to look, twist the guy. Just, just twist the thing. It's that easy. We don't have real candles because people kept dropping wax and it ruined it for everybody. <laughs> but we have wannabe flashlights. So here's what we're going to do. When I say go, you're going to stand up. We've got a box here. We've got a box here. You come forward. You grab a candle out of the box. You make your way around the room, the outside walls. It's going to get really dark in here. JB's going to start us singing. Let's pray and do that. God, you're good to us. Thank you for the Christmas story. God, there's so many amazing things about this story. And I, and I love every one of them. The fact that you came to shepherds instead of kings to sing. The fact that you came to, to humble teenage girls rather than the queen of whatever. The fact that the most amazing song in the Bible seems to be sung between two ladies in a quiet room. You do amazing thing after amazing thing after amazing thing, but God, you are also the God of the in-between time. You're the God who calls us to yourself in between the crescendo moments. And so God, as we sing and as we remember and as we get our hearts ready for 
celebrating your coming tomorrow? Would you capture our hearts before we get there? Will we celebrate your coming tonight? You are good. In your good name we pray. Amen.